I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. It has been a while after battling pneumonia, school, other stuff moving. We're back. We have an OG today, Leah Gillingwater from the Real World Paris, the Challenge Inferno, and most recently, the Challenge All-Stars 2. Me and Leah have an hour-long conversation about all of her time on reality TV, what she's up to now. It's one of my favorite episodes. I do want to give a shout out to Paige from the Most Likely Two podcast. Um, she's become a friend this year and actually helped set us up with Leah. So shout out to Paige. Go check her podcast out. I'm sure you all know her from TikTok. Um, and yeah, that's all I have for the intro. Enjoy the podcast with Leah. All right. I would like to welcome everybody to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is a reality TV icon. She is an OG who was last seen on the Challenge All-Stars season two, but was originally from the real world Paris season 13. It is Leah Gillingwater. Leah, how are you doing? I'm sorry I don't have a British accent. I can't do it or else I will you. I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited <laughs> for this one. Um, so I want to, I want to dive right into it. I don't want to waste any time. Okay. Um, I want to start with Paris. Okay. Um, and just that whole season gave us some really legendary people. Um, Adam, you, CT, Mallory, but I want to first start about like your casting process and how that all went to be, because back then, so many people tried out for the real world. It was the biggest reality show in the world. So if you just talk about how you ended up in Paris with those other strangers. So I got super drunk one night and fell off a curb and broke my wrist. And the following morning, my roommate, Dawn, who I is the best, she was auditioning for road rules and she's like, let's make a tape. And I was like, all right, cool. And I had no idea what road rules was no clue. I had only seen a couple episodes of Chicago and she's like, well, let's make a tape, like to figure it out. And this is like old school. So we had like a VHS and like a camcorder and we were just like making like mock tapes and she sent mine in. Oh. And yep. And yeah. So I was, um, high on painkillers with a broken wrist and made a tape and so it goes that's how we ended up in paris um <laughs> so the first the first couple of episodes um i want to talk about with in specifically you and ace um because there was a little bit of attraction there kind of um if you could just talk about your dynamic with ace and then i want to get into the guys and then the rest of the girls as well well um, I mean, Ace is gorgeous. You can't like deny that. Just like you can't deny like a gorgeous person walking down the street. Like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But there was never any like, there was never any chemistry between he and I. Yeah. Like ever. I mean, you know, they have to edit stuff and do what they do to make a show. But Ace and there was never a thing with Ace and I ever. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that you, and I want to talk about this later, but you in production, that's your job now. Yes. Do you feel with the reality TV, Real World Paris back then, and even All Stars One now, that sometimes they, obviously they make something to make the story look better, but do you think they go as, as far as like completely like lying, not only lying, but like saying something somebody said from like three months ago and putting it back in on a day footage or? They, they absolutely did that. 
in Paris, as far as editing, like they would take a soundbite. If like, if I was saying something to Mallory and the shot was from behind and I was like, oh, well, fuck you. Can I cuss? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. And I was like, well, fuck him. And she was talking to me about like an ex-boyfriend. They would use that soundbite in a different scene and couldn't, and they, they have to craft it. And I understand like, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, the show is not scripted. It's literally us just being complete asshats on television. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they have to create their, because there are storyboards. Like everyone is cast to be someone specific, whether it's, you know, the gay guy, the the girl with the boob job, the stuck up bitch from Long Island. That was me. Um, you know, they, they do it. So there's, you know, they have to create characters. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the, the asshole from Massachusetts, that was CT. Yeah, so I do want, <laughs> I do want to get into CT. Um, there was a lot of, I, I guess issues is the best word to word CT with the rest of the house. And there was a very iconic argument with CT and Adam in the streets of Paris. Um, so if you could just talk about living with somebody that you don't necessarily get along with CT and then seeing his... I don't know if maturation is the best word, but his growth from when you guys were in your early 20s to now he's 41 years old, still doing this. Well, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I lived in college and I never lived in a dorm, but I always lived in a house full of a bunch of people. Yeah. And I generally get along with everyone. Like there's not anyone that I really can say any, I mean, there are people I don't particularly care for, but CT was, he was rough, man. Like he was (laughs) not easy and he, he loves conflict. I am petrified of confrontation. I don't like it, but if you bring it to me, I'll fuck you up. But (laughs) I don't lead with that. I don't believe in leading with kindness. And he is like, he's like the guy in the corner, like, mm, what can we do? Now? And that's just not who I am. So he's just, you know, not my cup of tea. And when the cameras went down, he was really nice. Totally different fucking guy. When the cameras were down, different fucking human being. So you think it's like a TV person personality type of thing? Yes. And oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. You're good, you're good. Um, well, I think that Okay, so when the cameras went down and we all were like not mic'd and we could talk, everybody kind of like shifted and changed a little bit, except for me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I had never seen the show. I saw a couple episodes of Chicago, Uh but I didn't know the show. So when I flew to Paris, I was like, all right, cool. So I'm just going to be on like a show. And like, to me, I was like, I would never be able to go to Paris, right? Because I graduated December 22nd, 2002. And I left for Paris January 12th of 2003. So for me, I was like, oh my God, this is like the study abroad I never had. And I'm going to get to see a whole, that's how I looked at it. Uh And, you know, Ace showed up with a, trunk of like party hats and I was like what the fuck is happening right now <laughs> it was just like it was a thing and like everybody had seen the show and yeah. I did not so I didn't truly know what I was getting into so I was just the same person that you're talking to right now yeah I was just yeah. young a lot of people I'm sure you know who Johnny Bananas is a lot I, of people a lot of people say that his tv personality is bananas when there's no cameras on him he's Johnny 
And it's so, interesting that you say the same thing about CT. Like with, they just have, they put on a different persona with cameras. Yes. And my, from what I've heard from other cast members is, and I, I can't speak about Wes cause I don't know him at yeah. all, but I think he's, from what I've heard, I think he's pretty open about like, okay, well, when I am on the show, that's a different person. Yeah. People go on with, and, and I'm not saying this specific to him, but people go oh. on with an agenda and yeah. they do have like, I can't be anything but this like all the time. Like, I can't, I'm not, maybe I'm not smart enough to like think that shit through, but I mean, fuck it. Like what you see with me is what you get. And that's what we want. That's what we want. That, that we want is be real. And there, well, that, I mean, perhaps I was casted on the real world, no pun intended, but it's like, it seems like a lot of effort, but I have to give credit to them because they've made a career out of it. A uh-huh. fucking livelihood. Like yeah. they have, and I've only met um Johnny Bananas in like a red carpet setting mm-hmm. where he's on. I have no idea. He might be like this really sweet Bambi, gentle, like loving little puppy. Off mm-hmm. I have no idea because I've never met him in like an not like entertainment environment. Uh-huh. Um but Derek Kaczynski, I will say, when we did All Stars 2 together, I was very, first of all, I was like a deer in headlights on that show. Like it was, that's a whole different, that's a different podcast. But <laughs> um, I was kind of like, they're such big personalities and they, they are a certain way. And when I talked to Derek after the show, I was like, I told him, I said, you know, in one of my confessionals, I was like, I'm not a big fan of Derek. I think he's mean. And we stood in the kitchen silent for like two minutes. And I was so like weirded out that he wouldn't talk to me, but he's like in it. And he's so sweet. He's one of, and I hope I'm not ruining his reputation, but he's one of the nicest guys I've met. He's yeah. dark. He is so cool and he's fun. And he's, yeah, he's a, yeah. I, I really, I, I'm glad that I'm friends with him. Yeah, I've met him a couple of times at the, the challenge mania events and he's so, he gets blasted drunk, but he's so cool and so down to earth. He is, he is really nice and he's fun. And he like, I mean, he has this challenge mania thing for a reason yeah. because it's like, everybody's good at something. Yeah. And, he thrives in this and I, I am, I'm here for it. Like I will, I will cheer for him any day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I want to go back just to the city of Paris because your world season is one of the only international ones. And um, it sounds like a city that people would have loved to film their real world season in. Um, so, and you're, you're not in your head. No. Uh, so how was it in Paris? Why are we not in your head? No. Why did we not like the experience? We could just talk about the, that whole, experience in the one of the biggest cities in the country in the world um we didn't live in like if you if you can like click back to other seasons like real world san diego they were right in san diego new york they were right in the meatpacking districts yeah we were an hour outside of the fucking city so we didn't live there we lived in the fucking countryside with like birds that woke us up at 3 a.m like we did not live in the city of Paris like 
we it would have been really cool if we could like step outside on the Champs Elysees and be like right there. Yeah. Or like any arrondissement and not get on a train for a fucking hour. Uh-huh. You know, it, we didn't really technically live in the city of Paris by any means. And we were poor as shit. And we did have a job that whatever. I mean, we didn't, we got paid for it, but it wasn't even enough to like buy a table at a club. Like it, it was, we were not set up for like, this dope ass experience we were like cool we're gonna drop you in this little baby castle and you're gonna have to figure your shit out and we were like we were like fuck this so it sucked for us like we didn't really we were not legit in the city so we didn't get to experience it like other seasons did and have you been back to paris since i have i've been back to paris um once and it was for work but was there any nostalgia or anything like went through your mind when you were back or no not really yeah yeah and it's funny because I was texting Christina and Mal we're on um I forget what the name of our group chat is but um I was like I did go back and one night Christina Mal and I went out to dinner and got smashed yeah and we were walking along the Seine and they have like ladders that you can climb down. I don't know what they're for, but I was like, let's dip our toe in the Seine. Like we're never going to be able to do this again if we never come back. And we did in production at one point was like, y'all are going to drown, like get the fuck up. Like what is going on? So I did have a little bit of a break when I was working. So I was able to walk around and it did bring me back to so many sweet moments that we ate so much pizza in Paris. Can't explain that. Um, my brother came to visit, which was really special for me. Yeah. And I was also, um, I, wa- I was walking, and this was at a crew function. I was walking across the Seine on a bridge and my heel got stuck. And I was like, somebody pick me up. And I froze because that happened to Ace and I, because he and I were the first two to meet and we had to navigate ourselves there. And I met him across a bridge and the same thing happened. And I was like, is this real? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Paris is a place you have to go with someone you love, you know? That's what I've heard. I've never been. That's what I've heard though. So talking about not enjoying Paris, you were season 13. Season 12 was Las Vegas with Alton, Trichelle, and then 14 was San Diego with Brad and Jamie. Out of those two seasons, which one would you have rather been casted on, San Diego or Las Vegas? San Diego, because I could have shared a house with Brad. Are you kidding? (laughs) That's like the easiest question to answer. So (laughs) why, why Brad? Just the attraction level, even with the neck tattoo? Do you know what he looks like? (laughs) Have you seen him? Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, Vegas, I don't like Vegas personally. I do, although I do, um, I've met, I I briefly lived with Trishelle and Katie in LA for a while, but we were traveling and drunk the entire time. So there's that, but she's lovely, but I have no interest in Vegas. I lived there for two years and I fucking wanted to not, live my life it was awful so that's why I ended up in LA but San Diego for sure only because of Brad 
oh wait and jacques i did he i did i did it like a mini tour with him years ago like 20 years ago he is one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet so yeah uh, san diego um i do want to go back to you live with Trishan katie i didn't know that how was that experience i we don't i don't think any of us remember it um <laughs> But we, it was like in the high, like we were fresh off of our seasons and yeah. it was, it was just a thing. It was like, it was like a blip in time yeah. that was like, remember that? And we'd all be like, do we remember it? But it was, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was fun. And, you know, we were all like doing the college speaking tour thing. And I mean, they were just, I mean, I love Katie. Katie and I are super close. Uh -huh. And she's incredible. She's one of the best yeah. moms, you know. She's an icon. Um, Katie is a bad ass. Yeah. She's great. Um, so if you could live with anybody right now from the reality TV game, who would it be? Two people. Two? Yeah, one guy, one girl. Ryan and Jasmine. I knew I <laughs> So we were we were texting last week and you you were talking about your your friendship with Ryan and Jasmine, which I want to get into later because I love I love that whole dynamic. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, I do want to talk about one more thing about Paris. Yeah. Homecoming. So we've had a couple homecomings with New York, with L.A. New Orleans is premiering, I think, in a couple of weeks. Would you do a Paris homecoming? Do you think your cast would do a Paris homecoming? Hopefully you'd be downtown Paris instead of in the suburbs. You can just talk about what your thoughts on that whole situation would be. I am so down to do that. You have no idea. I would, I, I mean, listen, it's like, it's a couple weeks. It's not because when we were in Paris, I believe like I, Buna Murray could totally school me on this. I think we were there for like just a bit under five months or over. We were there for a while. Yeah. So it's just a couple of weeks. And it does actually, I believe it has to be in the original house as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you're so, right. Yeah. But we all have made some money so we can now just like hire a car service and a butler and like all the things and just get driven everywhere. <laughs> I would absolutely do it. I think that I'm like the only one that's like, I want it because like I've stayed in touch with Mal. Uh -huh. I mean, I love Adam. We text frequently i my heart is all for ace he's i mean if the tables were turned maybe he might be a joke i'm just kidding um <laughs> but i don't i don't know i mean and simon lives only like 15 minutes from me okay. and i adore him i think that i think that honestly ct would be the hardest to get because he'd be like I want two million dollars before I do it, and then he'd fuck us all and not do it. <laughs> because, but and then he'd sit back and enjoy, yeah, being the complete asshole that never made homecoming Paris happen. But I would totally do it, and I talked to Mal and Christina about it. Uh huh. And yeah. uh, well, I mean, Mal has two kids. Christina has two kids. Yeah. And they're both happily married. I'm the one that got knocked up, never married. So I share custody of my son, which is fine. But I can take two weeks off of being a mom. I don't know how they would be able to do that. But I mean, Beth did it. 
Mm-hmm. And I love Beth. So love Beth too. <laughs> he's so fucking great. I think since like CT, Bananas, West, those are the guys they promote on the challenge. I can see production trying to offer them the whole bank to get them to do homecoming. I can see that happening. I mean, me, let's remove myself from the show for a second. On the production side, if I were bankrolling the budget, I'd pay for that shit. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, shit would definitely come up. Uh And things have evolved with all of our relationships that we collectively have together and separate. And I think that it would, I think it would be probably one of the best homecomings because it, our vibe is just so different. And I think that CT would be fucking checked in a hot second. Um, on a side note, kind of about CT, kind of not. Have you seen Rivals 1? No. Okay, so that was CT and Adam were partnered together as Rivals. And they got to the end, right before the final, and they lost to Bananas and Tyler from Ruella Key West. Tyler was on All-Stars too. I love Tyler! Tyler and I, by the way, hold on. Tyler and I skied and almost died off of the same mountain in Switzerland and discovered it in a conversation on All-Stars 2. And I was like, wait, I almost died there. He was like, no, no, no. So so did I. (laughs) Separately. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You're good. Um, So they lost to Bananas and Tyler. And there's been all these like conspiracy theories and rumors that Adam threw the elimination. So CT would lose. So Adam's friends would win. I don't know if it's true or not, but they definitely have some sort of some beef that would be, I think, brought up in a Paris homecoming. I think would be interesting, too. Oh, I think it would be epic. And I know exactly, I didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about, like fully know what you're talking about. But I think it would be, a lot of stuff would come up for sure. And what, what's really cool and interesting, I think, first of all, I thought that our season of Real World was super boring. And I think that a lot of it was because Mal, Christina and I got along genuinely. I mean, I had one fight in Switzerland with Mal and that was it. And we got over it in like minutes. So there was like not a lot of conflict there. And Simon was just like our bestie, you know? And then it was, and Ace was just like straight chilling. So yeah, I think a lot of stuff would come up and I think it'd be interesting because I think that it would be like a battlefield, like, Paris versus CT is more yeah. <laughs> what it would be like, but I think it'd make really good television and I'm here for it. I'm, I'm hoping for it too. Yeah. I'm really hoping for it too. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into the Inferno. Okay. A little bit. So the Inferno saw, I believe it was four of you, Ace, you, CT, and Mallory were all on there. Correct. I could be missing one. No. Um, so I just want to talk about how was it going into that season with three of the people you know that you spend, like you said, five or six months with, was it kind of like we have each other's back in the beginning? I know towards the end, there were some ish, some stuff, but in the beginning, was it like we have each other's back or how was that going into it? So we, we didn't, I didn't know what the challenge was. I just got a call from Buna Murray and they were like, do you want to do a spinoff show? And I was like, sure. Okay. And then I called Mal and I was like, if you do it, I'll do it. Like that was the conversation. Uh-huh. I had no idea that you had to be like 
physically fit, that it was like, a. I didn't, I, we didn't know. Uh-huh. So we did not go in with what now would be an alliance of some sort. Yeah. We, we definitely did not at all. Like if, if I knew then what I know now, I would have fucked shit up, like <laughs> forget it. But CT that I, I think that that, I think he started like manifesting his career in Paris. Yeah. I didn't know that challenges existed. Like okay. I had no idea. And I was like, what's a challenge? Sure, I'll do it. Like, is it fashion driven? Cause I'll kill that game. Like <laughs> I, I really had no idea. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, it was interesting. And we did not have like Mal and I took care of each other like personally because we're friends. And the same with Ace, like we love each other, but CT went in and that was like, in my opinion, that was like the launch of where he is right now in his challenge game. Like, I think he gets like half a million dollars to step on a fucking plane for a show. (laughs) Um, I want to talk a little bit about your elimination with Kendall. Um, So I've, I've talked to Kendall about this at a mania in Nashville once. Um, and the way the Miz and was just completely an asshole to her. Um, but you had, and I know you talked about this a little bit, CT has said some hurtful things that season to you. Um, I want to take this a different path to more of the, how males are viewed and how females are viewed on the challenge. Oh, okay. Um, that. <laughs> um, if you could just talk about back then, and we can tie it into All-Stars too if you want, but how the males are portrayed and how they treat the females and then how the females are portrayed and how they are treated by the males. Because even somebody like, I don't know if you know who Evelyn Smith is. Um, She won three challenges, one of the best female challengers ever. And she got treated like complete shit on the island by Bananas and Kenny and just was constantly harassed, constantly had to fight. So if you could just talk about the whole male to female dynamic with your experience with CT and even what you saw with Kendall and the Miz. It, well, okay. So CT has launched a career from this. Yeah. As did the Miz. Yeah. Okay. So put that in your pocket. Uh-huh. There you have that. Um, it's a lot of putting it's cause I mean, listen, like physically, the majority of men are much stronger than women yeah and they use that and i feel like they take that and transition it verbally to just put us the fuck down and ct went during my elimination with kendall who by the way i hope she listens to this i love you so much always will she's the best um he sat in those bleachers for nearly four hours and told me you're the fucking worst you're like just verbally beat the shit out of me Uh and y'all didn't see but coral never left my eyesight my eye line never and she was like you better shut the fuck up like leave her the fuck alone and it's all an end game for them and i think that just like the feminine personality is kind of just a little bit more demure and they use it to their advantage. And I don't think it's fucking cool. And I think that I, it's weird cause it sounds like a double negative, but 
I do have a lot of love for CT. I do wish him the best because I don't wish anything negative for anyone. I would never do that. That's just not who I am. But he treated me like shit. Uh-huh. And he was unapologetic for it. And I own every fucking thing I do in life, mistakes I make as a mom. Like I, do, I own it. And he is just unapologetic for it. And it's brutal. It's fucking brutal. And I think that Coral at one point, I could be wrong. I think she may have like left a challenge and was like, fuck this. The men are rough. I didn't experience that. I've, I was also on All Stars 2 for like 35 minutes. So, yeah. you know, but I was also sh- like shaking in my boots. But um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a dynamic and it's something that we all talk about. Like when we see each other at like a challenge mania or an event or anything, it's brutal and it's kind of bullshit. And from a production standpoint, I wouldn't let that shit fly. I, I would not, I would not like it's the, they mistreat women and it's brutal and it's hurtful and it's not kind and it's fucking abusive really. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this back then was the Johnny, Evan, Kenny trio. Um, CT also involved. Have you seen an evolution in CT? Because a lot of these fans that are diehard CT fans, um, would also agree that he was a complete villain back then. And now he's like the hero, the Superman of the show. So I don't know if you've kept up with the show, but I'm, I'm sure you've seen that he's won the last couple of seasons. Have you seen an evolution in him, you think? Or has it just been a maturation? Or what, what are your thoughts on his complete evolution from Paris to the Inferno to now? I think that the challenge that he did with Adam Cause I think that someone told me that, and I, I don't know if this is hundred percent true, but somebody told me that he was kind of like cut off from MTV for a hot minute mm-hmm. because of his behavior. So I think he kind of sat back and was like, okay, this is my opinion that yeah. he was like, all right, cool. I need to make a change. So I'm going to go in as a different guy. And I think he like regained the trust of production and they brought him back on I think he probably goes to sleep at night with things in his head saying like, I fucking hate this much that. Yeah. But he puts on, I can't do that, but that's what I think he does. Has he matured? I don't know. Like I have tried to reach out to him so many times in a very loving way. Like yeah. it was a very personal matter that happened in his life right after Paris. And he reached out to me and I was there for him I would never not be there for someone ever like you could go through something and call me and I just met you today so there's that but he never reached out and I tried hard and I still have and you know I mentioned this on all the podcasts that I've done I mean I do have love for him but no I don't think that I think he's focused on his career and I don't know like the, the bonds that I have with the cast in Paris can't be broken, but his doesn't exist anymore. And I think that he just crafted a career out of it and it was calculated. And you know what? Good for him because he's balling. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing you were talking about with Adam with the duel too, I'm assuming you saw that fight where he said, I'm going to rip your head off and eat it, punched Adam in the face. 
a lot of the, there was rumors that a lot of the cast members basically told production we're not going on the season of CT's there. Um, what was was there like uh, in the group chat with the Robot Paris cast? Was there a lot of talks about when that whole fight scene happened? Because those were two of your roommates, Adam and CT. Well, we were all, that was a long time ago. I think before group chats were invented, but we were all like, holy shit. And Adam is like, I don't know if you've met him or he is, Adam is sweet and he's kind and he's very lighthearted. And it was like, it was just awful to watch. It was like, it was just terrible. It was terrible because I don't know. It's not, I don't, I mean, I've seen the soft side of CT in a 30 minute conversation when something traumatic happened to his family and he reached out to me. But other than that, he's just been a fucking beast and he's been so fucking mean to people that I love. And it's hard to stand by that. And Mal and Christina and I were like, what the fuck? Like, Adam didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. Yeah. But, you know, Adam's closer to us. So I don't know. I think that I thought that whole thing was completely wrong in every fucking way. Yeah, it seems like he's such a character where you either love him or hate him. I've met him before at one of the manias. He was like the nicest guy ever. CT hear- or Adam? CT. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it just seems like he's somebody that people love or people hate and there is no in-between. Agreed. Um, I want to lighten the mood up a little bit. Um, so this is a game that I play. I love games! <laughs> um, with everybody I've ever had on. And it's just, I, I find first impressions very interesting. So I want to give you five people, some in Paris, some on All Stars. And I want to just know what your first impression of them were. Like Hit what me. you think first. So the first one I have is Ace in Paris. First impression of Ace. Baby doll. <laughs> Baby doll, Southern angel baby um mj first impression of mj he just i mean sweep me off my feet please (laughs) and then the last one is going to kind of go into the next conversation your first impression of jasmine i never i never watched cancun And Uh she was so sweet to me when we all first met in the lobby that I thought she was production. She was like, hey, she was the most kind, loving and inviting. And then I was like, oh, so you don't work. I was confused. I had no idea. But she was the first one to come sit next to me. And she was like, hey, girl, how you doing? And I was like, I'm okay. She amazing. She's she is she is perfection. Yeah, I've, I've loved John A. and Jasmine since Cancun. I watched their season. I would love to have them both on the podcast eventually. I'm a, obsessed with them, like obsessed. Um, I do want to talk, we were talking last week a little bit about Jasmine and Ryan and your guys' friendship and everything. So if you could just talk about where that all stemmed from, how close are you guys really? Just okay. your guys' dynamic. Okay, so we have no idea how it started, but it's something we can't stop. So Jazz and I, we were roommates and Ryan and I didn't really 
talk. I was very shy on the show. I was very out of my element. I didn't know anyone besides Kendall and Katie. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I, I didn't know anyone and everyone's having their conversations and whatever. And when I was going into elimination, I went up to Ryan and I was like, can you please sit next to me on the bus? And he was like, yeah, I got you. And we sat together the whole time. And then I don't, we don't know how he and I got on the phone, but the second he and I got on the phone, we never left. And then he brought Jack. Ryan is also the king of a conference call. Okay. He'll be like, hold on a second. And then there'll be like 10 people on the call. And yeah, so Jazz, Ryan, and I are like entirely inseparable. And we, since the show, I'm I'm not exaggerating. We have gone through every single day of our lives together. We talk anywhere from 20 to 375 times a day. I have a screenshot. Ryan and I were on the phone last night for six and a half hours. Oh my gosh. We fell asleep on the phone. Yeah, we, we are extremely codependent. And our parents and our therapists are okay with it. So we don't find a problem with it. But like, I can't, like, like it's to the point where when I'm driving Griffin, my son, his name is Griffin. When I'm driving him to school, he's like, well, where's Uncle Ryan and Chaz? What's happening? Like he expects them on the phone immediately. And the second I, oh no, it's hysterical and like borderline pathetic in a really beautiful way. When I wake up in the morning, I roll over and I'm like, where's Ryan? (laughs) He's the best. We we have this incredible friendship that we all question. Well, Jazz is younger than us because Ryan's 40, I'm 41. And every day we're like, how did we go 40 years without each other? Like separated us at birth. Like, how did that happen? And they are two of the greatest gifts I've ever been given because it's a friendship that I absolutely cannot live without. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is you guys are getting to All-Stars 4 finale together is what I'm hearing. They're getting to the the final together, all three of you. I'll tell you this right now. Um, If we go to All-Stars 4, everybody better look the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> That's all oh. I have to say. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Cause I'll tell you this. I would never, ever, ever, ever let anything happen to either just in life, like challenge yeah. aside, just in life. And whenever, cause I've gone to visit Ryan a few times in New York since then, because I'm so codependent that I can't live without him for so long. So I have to constantly visit him. Yeah. And when he introduces me to people, he's like, I voted her in and I'm sorry. And she still loves me. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Water under the bridge, buddy. Let's call it an Adele song. <laughs> and they're um, all coming, they're all coming here in May. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> and so is Derek. Derek oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all going to oh, Palm Springs. Oh, wow. I yeah. forgot Derek was on the same season as Jasmine in Cancun. Yeah. So Jazz, Derek, um, Ryan and the uh, the forgotten, not ever casted friend of ours, Erin, who knows Derek. She worked for Student City, which was their job in Cancun. Cancun. 
And she's part of our little baby squad. And they're all coming here in May. And we're all going to take a trip to Palm Springs. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talking about All Stars 4 with Jasmine and Ryan, I do want to ask couple whenever you guys were filming all stars 2 there was like a it was very close in the time that uh homecoming los angeles was filmed so if they asked you for homecoming paris or all stars 4 what are you picking let's say the timetables are lining up similar homecoming paris okay that's what i was hoping you were gonna pick yeah Yeah, i prefer to wear i prefer cashmere over a bungee cord so Just, just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, um, I like that. That was a great question. <laughs> um, so the first episode of All Stars 2, there was a moment with you and Tina where you like screamed, Tina, stop, or something along those lines, if you remember. And Twitter kind of ran with that. Um, Did they? So I went a little bit, a little bit, saying just that you like screamed at her and it was going to be a thing. I don't think it was like a big thing. I just think I just think it was in the moment. So I just want to ask like about that situation because I I found it funny when it when it happened. Oh, wait. Well, first of all, Tina's very loud. Yeah. And I kind of couldn't take it and it was literally a split second. She and I mm-hmm. we FaceTime the other day for maybe 4 hours. I know her sister. I love Tina. Uh-huh. I'm just very, just, I'm just very noise sensitive and I couldn't take it. And she is a huge, beautiful personality. Mm-hmm. There is everything great about her. It was just one split second where I was like, cool it, like pipe down. But yeah. no, she's amazing. And we're very close. And we all talk and she's great. I love her, but she just speaks at a higher volume than other people. Yeah. And I couldn't kind of handle it in the moment because I was overwhelmed. There were so many people and I didn't know anyone. And I was like, Oh my God, no, but she, she is loving as loud as she is. She is loving. She is genuine. She's will tell you exactly like it is. But no, never a thing. I think that's amazing. I didn't know that Twitter ran with that, but no, she's no. Because if like in the middle of the night, if I were like sad or something and she was in the room, she would hold me and cradle me like a baby. (laughs) She's like, don't underestimate the soft side of her. Yeah. Because it exists. (laughs) Sorry to out you, Tina. I love you. You said you were overwhelmed. I do want to go more in detail about just being back after all those years in that environment. Um, the show has gotten so much bigger since you've been there. It's now there's a main show. There's a show on Paramount Plus, the CBS only versions filming right now. So what was going through your head when the first days of filming were happening? What the fuck am I doing here? I was like, I was, I was so, and I don't get, like, I'm not easily shaken at all. Like with, I'm a single mom and with what I do for a living, you gotta be tough. And I mean, it was just out of my element. And it was also me stepping aside from the production side. Mm -hmm. 
So I was, you know, it was just, it was weird. And I was scared. I was scared. And I was leaving my son for the first time ever. And, you know, we're not allowed to have phones. We can like FaceTime and whatever, but it was just, it was weird. It was different. And I felt very, I didn't know anyone. So I, I, I knew Katie and Kendall, but you know, they're seasoned challengers. And yeah. I was just kind of like walking in and Sophia was like, you look like a human being on a hanger. And I was like, what the fuck? And I love Sophia. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, really? She like, you just like walked around. Like I didn't have, but it was weird. The camera elements didn't phase me at all. Like uh-huh. that shit does not phase me. There could be a crew of 20 people in my bedroom right now. And I would just literally be sitting like this. So I'm not phased easily. It was just weird because I didn't know anyone. Like I had no one to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about, so the last season you did was the Inferno. Was there ever any like close calls on you returning to the actual show? Or was once the Inferno was done, you were like, I'm not going to go on another season again? Uh, no, when the Inferno was, when the Inferno was done, I went back to life. Like I didn't, again, like I was so unaware that the challenges existed and all those things. Like I just, it never like dialed in. And I also, I'm very career driven and I love my job so much. And I needed to get back to that because that's all I ever wanted was a job. And it, you know, I didn't, I never thought in my mind, oh my God, I want a career on this show. I never, that never occurred to me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to dive into my job. I mean, I had, you know, $170,000 in debt from college. And I wanted to put that shit to use. Like, fuck that, which I didn't, by the way. (laughs) Um, So what made you come back for all-stars too? What was the deciding factor to get you back on the, on the challenge? Uh, A few things. Number one was Kendall. Okay. And I give her all the credit for me being on All Stars too. So thank you, Kenny. Love you. Um, and I was also like in such a different like physical state. And I was like, I can fuck shit up for sure. Like I'm strong. I'm fit. Like I can do this. Um, I could have done a lot. I really could have. Lifting coffins? Absolutely not. I clearly can't do that. But I wanted to, I think part of me also wanted to give like the middle finger to everyone that bashed me for my weight for so long. And I kind of was like, fuck that, like, and fuck you too. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of it. And I wanted, I wanted to compete because I'm extraordinarily competitive. Like, yeah, I played softball for 12 years. I pitched a perfect game. I competed competitive like I was a competitive cheerleader and so was jazz and we taught um Nehemiah how to lift us oh yeah I can't believe they didn't air that it was crazy we did it in the bedroom and jazz as tiny and we as she is she is you should have seen us in the bedroom I wish you could have but yeah so I have a very competitive nature not just like physically but 
mentally and professionally, like I always want to be the best. And I feel like I was not given a fair shot on all stars too, at all. Yeah. It seems there's, there's a lot of scenes that they don't show, um, in it all. I do want to talk about your elimination. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very different from your last elimination, which was with Kendall, where you like were walking back and forth on a beam. Um, this one was a lot, it looked harder, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but if you could just talk about that whole experience of like a one-on-one challenge that all the people to first challenge back, like that whole experience for you. Um, it, I mean, it was a different situation, which is the language of Leah and Ryan, just so you know. Um, but it was, you know, it was very different. Like you're under lights, you're in this arena, it's crazy. And the whole rest of the cast is up there watching. And I mean, I said to Ayana the night before, I was like, you know, of course you and I both want to win, but I'm still rooting for you as a person. Like, like I do want, I want us both to win and we can't, but I'm not going to do anything or say anything to tear you down. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went in in a very humble way. And when we saw Nehemiah and Derek compete, I was like, fuck, how in the actual, like Ayana is a massive athlete. Like she's a track star and I'm a cheerleader. So there's that part. Um, it was crazy, but you know, I had Katie and Kendall and Sophia and Tina, like MJ Brad cheering for me, which was great. But you know, I couldn't fucking open the carabiner and I'm sorry, but I can't, I, that elimination, if you put me and Kendall in it, it would have been the most static situation ever because there's like as strong as Kendall is because she's like a little baby yoga master. Yeah. We, we can't, I, I can't physically pull that amount of weight. I can't, I can't. But it was one of the most, it was one of the best moments that I could have hoped for because Ayana carried coffins in the air and then she carried me and my coffins too. So it was weird. It was great. And it was really nice not to have CT booing me in the background like a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about Ayana a little bit because she really became a star this whole season. Yeah. Um, but there was something in the beginning where they showed like her and Sophia had a friendship and then kind of went on its head. Um just what was your thoughts on like her completely stardom going into all these eliminations, her and Sophia's friendship kind of ending like that whole situation? I think that there's a background that none of us know about. Yeah. And it might be personal. Like I have personal relationships with so many of these people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like we, we just do. And I don't know. I have, I, I truly can't speak to it because I have no idea, but I know that when we were there before we went into elimination, which elimination had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. 
there was some underlying shit that carried in that we don't know about. And that's their personal business. I really honestly have no idea, like no clue. And watching the season after I sadly left, um, poor me. Um, I, I think that there's, 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 a, there's something else there and that's for them. I just, yeah, I, I really don't know, honestly. Was there anything that after you left, either somebody told you or when you were watching that completely surprised you throughout the season or caught you off guard? I was a little bit confused on the whole hair braiding thing, but do you, you know what I'm talking about? A little bit. Yeah. So we all, okay. So we all basically are like living in a Barbie house and we do each other's hair. And Ryan and I joke about it all the time. <laughs> when I visit him, he's like, I'm going to braid a French fry into your hair, Leah. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> so it's, I, I don't know. It's something happened and there's something there that I don't know about, but I was kind of shocked to see that episode. Okay. And then, and I'll say, and I love, I love Ayana. I mean, I called her for like an emergency situation because she's in DC and I needed something. And she was like, I got you. And she will like, yeah. she could call me now. I'll do it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a ride or die kind of bitch. Like I'm here, but something happens and it triggered something. I don't, I really don't know, but I was shocked to see that was not expecting that at all. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the finale, the final John A and MJ win but I'm sure you've heard about all the controversy of the mm. puzzle at the end, the lock, the driving them there, then driving them back to do the puzzle again. I want to just know what your thoughts were um, on that whole situation from somebody that was on that show, but also somebody that I want to talk to about after was your work in production. So like, if you could just talk about that whole situation with the, the final. Well, as far as pro like my production perspective, you you set you, as a producer you set it up okay. and you test it you run it i personally think that they completely fucked up on my carabiner i work in product i open those motherfuckers every day yeah. like and i'm not dumb but and tech even was like we need an equipment check i couldn't and the guy they didn't show this the guy that came over to check it he couldn't open it first and like he struggled a bit what they had to do they had to do but i don't know i mean i don't work on that show so i'm not sure my yeah. production let's just say this my production and the shit i produce is fucking clean so <laughs> i have so i do want to talk about what your job is how do you get into your job um how awesome it is just you know that kind of thing <laughs> so I have to give, you know, props to um, Real World Paris because I was the biggest line crosser ever. And you're not allowed to talk to the crew. You don't hear their voices, but I was fascinated by it. And I have two degrees and one of them is in finance. And I wanted to work on Wall Street because I grew up very, I, I did not grow up with money. And I was like, I will never, ever do that again. 
So I went to school for finance and I worked on, I wanted to work on Wall Street and I wanted to actually be the money honey, which is the girl that reports from the floor on the, oh gods, can't believe that was my goal in life. But um, I, I just, I, I was so intrigued by it and I loved it. And I wanted to be on that side of the camera. So I'm grateful for that opportunity that led me into my career. And my job is dope as shit. And I fucking love what I do. I wouldn't trade it for anything, mm-hmm. like nothing. Um, just a quick question I just thought of. Would you ever want to work in production on the challenge or the real world? They can't afford me. <laughs> love that. Love, <laughs> love that. Um, so something I want to, another game I want to play really quick. I love Is- games. <laughs> I think that we should go on family feud together. Cause you know, I'm I'll down. win that shit. Oh, I'm down. I'm so down. Love that. Just love love that um, we did first impressions. I want to do one word. So I'm going to say a name, which is one word that pops to your head. Okay, wait, first of all, how many names are you going to give me? Like five to seven. Can we do seven to 11? You want me, yeah, let me add some really quick. Let me add some really quick. <laughs> but they uh, have three people I know. No, 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 I know. It's Paris and it's, and it's the challenge. Okay. Born ready. First one we talked about a little bit is Ryan. One word. Love of my life. Okay. Oh, wait, can I only answer in one word? It's supposed to be one word, but that love you okay. like that works too. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mal Mallory. Perfection. <laughs> Adam. Darling. Kendall. Angel. Jody. Fierce. Janelle. Tall. Tech. Fly. Ayana. Boss. And then the last one is Durrell. Sucks. <laughs> why why does Durrell suck? He's kind of an asshole. And he she treated me like shit. On All Stars 2? He was he's a fucking asshole. And here's why. Would you okay. like to know why? Yeah, sure. Let's share. Cool. Great. So I haven't seen Darrell since Inferno One. Okay. And he actually doesn't deserve the time that I have with you on this podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> is it that bad? He's fucking whack is to me. And like, he, it, it's, it's absurd. He's married and has beautiful children and when he went on All Stars 2, he he and I were on the phone for two hours the day, or maybe less than, the day before I was moved from the alternate hotel to the main cast. Uh-huh. And I was like, I thought I was going in with like such an ally and he ignored me and he dismissed me, didn't even acknowledge me. Like I walked up to him before we got on this like rickety ass fucking boat to go to that yacht to do shoot the show open. 
and he pretended like I didn't exist. And I was walking in naively thinking like, oh my God, I definitely have him. I didn't know Katie was there. Uh-huh. I didn't know Kenny was there. My, my Kendall, I call her Kenny. She's my little baby Kenny, but yeah, dismissed me. And then a bunch of the cast members after they rap, they were like, yeah, he went around to everyone and was like, don't talk about what happened with Leah and I on the Inferno. And I was like, what, what? Like, you're worried about that? Like, see how, like, I can't, like, it was just so fucking, it was the most immature, like, it was like a fifth grade move and I couldn't understand it and I didn't deserve it. And he treated me like shit and tried to dismiss me because what he was on a show with someone that he slept with 18 years ago. Build a bridge, bitch. I'll give you puzzle pieces and you can get the fuck over it. Like, See, that's something I really wish they would have shown in the episode. Well, no, he went to all the cast members and was like, well, I, I don't know if all of them, but yeah. he definitely went to everyone and was like, don't ever talk about me and Leah. Yeah. And he just said Leah and I could be grammatically incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, did you talk about it in your in any confessional at all or no? When they asked me about Darrell in a confessional, I said to them, there's absolutely nothing to say. He has a wife and children like 18 years ago. I can't remember what I did 18 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So it's irrelevant. We're not a storyline. Like there's nothing there. I yeah. honestly thought that he was just going to walk in and we'd be like friends and he'd be like my homie. Yeah. And he treated me like a fucking pedestrian and it was not kind. Oh my. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's like always different themes. The challenge does exes, rivals, battle of season, so on and so forth. If you could pick your rival for a whole season, Durrell or CT? Damn. <laughs> um, and why? Obviously, yeah. Shit. That's, first of all, that's a really good question with Thanks. two really shitty people. Um, a rival would definitely... fuck probably ct definitely ct and because i think that there's something deep down in him that if like push came to shove he would probably lift me up physically but for the sake of his own good. Uh-huh. Darrell would be different. And I don't feel a rivalry with Darrell. I don't at all. I think that our personal situation is just fucking stupid and boring, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he should have just been a man about it. And he wasn't. And that's on him. You, you, when you're an adult, you make your own decisions. 
but CT would definitely lift me up for the sake of winning. And then definitely at the finish line, kick me when I was down. He would. He totally would. I love how you brought that all together with the the full, the full vision. Yeah, I know. I just, I feel like Bob Ross. (laughs) Like just painted the whole picture for us. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk about something since you're an OG. um, The challenge has been, I mean, to be honest, it's been terrible recently. It's been absolutely atrocious. Um, The newer seasons, not All-Stars. All-Stars is great. But we've had so many different people from so many different shows nowadays. Um, And that's what I want to talk about because it used to be Real world, road rules, fresh meat, kind of are you the one, kind of not. So what are your thoughts as being a real world OG with the Big Brother people coming in, the Survivor, Survivor Romania, Love Island UK, Too Hot to Handle, America's Got Talent. Like your thoughts. It's so fucking weird. (laughs) I don't get it. It's like a different franchise. Like I didn't. I mean, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to bring in like Michael Flatley's tap dancing family? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's like a completely different franchise. Sorry that I'm stretching right now. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but no, I, I totally don't get it. Fresh meat. I have mad respect for because that's where my baby Ryan comes from. Mad love. Um, but no, the whole survivor thing. No idea about that. Um, I've never seen it. I've never seen Survivor in my oh life. Oh my gosh, Leah, you have to see Survivor. You can skip Big Brother. I mean, it's nothing special. Wait, you can you to- tell me what Big Brother is? Is that just like, to me, it's like- Big Brother's it's- nothing special at all. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, they put 16 people that wanted, like that are like influencers in a house. And then- Influencing they- what? No, I kid you not. There was somebody- from Big Brother 21 that showed the screenshot, like just people will DM them. Do you want to go on Big Brother? There's no like, there was no like casting tape or anything. So Big Brother, like they just put people in the house and each week they vote people off. But the competitions are like, who can stand up on this pole the longest type of thing. You can- Oh yeah, Kendall would kill that. (laughs) I love my Kendall. You can totally skip Big Brother. Survivor, you have to watch. Wait, I remember, hold on. You might have been too young to see this. I remember the survivor where someone like lied about something. Oh, fair play. Yeah. That was like 2004. I was born in 2000. So that was, I think, 2000. You were born when? 2000. I'm 21. You know, I could be your mom. (laughs) I could fully be your mom. And you want to know what? What? If I were, you'd be fucking winning because I am a dope mom. (laughs) Um, but yeah, fair play, like it was like a family visit and he had his like cousin say, oh, our grandma died. He like fake teared and they were going to vote him out that week. And then they didn't vote him out because his grandma died. And in a confessional, he's like, my grandma's at home watching Jeopardy. Didn't, not, nothing. You, you have to, I mean, Survivor's, the challenge usually is my favorite, but the casting has been acting real goofy lately. So it's kind of become Survivor. You have you have to watch it. It's it's a perfect. Where do time. I start? Because you said Survivor it's like twenty one. Like where do I? Oh start? no no they're on they're on the forty second season right now. I'll I'll say I'll text you a list. Forty second. What four two? 
they're on the 42nd season. It's airing right Electro now. Dose? Yeah. So I'll, I'll text you a list. Don't start with 42. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You want to know something hysterical? What? I have never seen, okay. I have never seen Amazing Race, but I saw a commercial or an ad or something for it. And it's like people that like travel as a couple and they have to like do things. Yeah. You know who would min- who would win Amazing Race entirely? Who? Me and Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. They've put they've put some Big Brother people on Amazing Race, so why not put some challenge people on there too? It's one big Viacom family now. Wait, so I don't even know who produces it. I just saw the show and I was like, Ryan. I sent him a text and I was like, Ryan, we can totally. We have not won a challenge, but we can win this shit. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, totally. Like he'd be my partner." Oh my god! Yeah, that's on CBS. Oh my god, I have to watch it. But I think they just like get like clues and travel. Yeah, they get so they go, they get clues, and they got to do like challenges in each country. And some of them like eating food or doing puzzles or something. Mm-hmm. The worst is when they when they lose their passport and they're stuck in the country. That happened a couple times. And that team. You know what's great about me? What? I got a guy. I got a guy for anything. You, oh. need, you need a heated driveway. I got a guy. You need a passport. I got a guy. You need, you, you need a doctor. Got him on call. If you're stuck in like Morocco, do you have a guy for a passport? Absolutely. His name is Yossi Ohayan. Absolutely. I do. <laughs> He's actually from Mogador in Morocco. Yeah. So yes, oh. I do have a guy there. That was really funny because yes, absolutely I do. I could see you and Ryan going on Amazing Race. I could definitely see it. I think that'd be really funny. You know, you want to know what? Ryan and I, we, first of all, all we do is laugh all day long. Like Uh that's literally all we do. And we've only been in one fight and it lasts. It was because I was talking over him and he got pissed off and I was like, sorry. And then we hung up and then within like a minute we were both on the phone like I'm so sorry I love you so much like that's a friendship that will never be broken ever and you know what nowadays the amazing race you used to have to go to the airport and book your own flights since COVID they get private jets everywhere oh do you want to know what my real housewife tagline is what (laughs) I may not keep a lot of things private, but my jets, I do <laughs> because my son, cause I live in LA and yeah. my son loves Vegas teams and it's really easy to fly private, which I prefer. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't. And when your 11 year old looks at you and he's like, we're obviously flying private. And I'm like, yes, Griffin. He's like, cool. And then he puts his glasses on and he's just trotting out. And I'm like, fuck, what have I done? (laughs) Who am I raising? You said he likes Vegas sports teams. He looked, well, he was, he he played hockey for a while. Uh He was a big Knights fan. I'm just wondering if you're LA, why isn't he like an LA fan? Well, he's, well, he's a Clippers fan. Okay. Took him to a game a couple weeks ago. Balled out there. Like, (laughs) brought him into the locker room like yeah well when I was in college I went to the University of Maryland and um one of my friends 
was drafted first. I shit. I don't know if he was first pick, but he was Chris Wilcox to the Clippers. And I was also there when we won the national championship. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a baller in so many senses. <laughs> and I called a friend and I was like, hi, can we bring Griffin back to the whatever? Yeah. Clubhouse, anything? And they were like, hell yeah. So, yeah, Griff got to like walk around and do the things and get like his jersey signed and. I just, you know. Yeah, if you ever want to take me to a Clippers game and go backstage, just let me know because I'm I'm so down. Call me. I'll do it. Listen, you know what? I got a guy. <laughs> and if you uh, also ever need like homemade bread, I got a guy for that too. <laughs> I love how we went from the Clippers to homemade bread. I know. That's because I'm a carbohydrate queen. Um. Talking about LA, I do want to ask one question. Yeah. You're from New York, East Coast, right. East Coast. Yep. LA or New York, really quickly. Just New York. Okay, good answer. Good. I just wanted to, mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there. I love rapid fire questions. So if you just want to shoot me a ton, I love them. It's oh, like, you want to do like a this or that type of thing? Go. Give right. it. Give, give it me, to me. Give me one second. Give me one second. What? All right, I got like 10. Go. All right. Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman? Batman. Facebook or Twitter? Or Instagram? Instagram. Ketchup or mustard? On what? Just ketchup or mustard? My mustard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan would disagree, and we also call it mustard. Oh, yeah. Mustard's not it. Uh, beach vacation or snowy vacation? Snow. Okay. Wait, wait. If I'm with Ryan, it has to be a beach. <laughs> and the other one is snow, though. Yeah. Well, I take Griffin to Chicago, which we call Chicago, every winter to make snow angels. That's a thing for us. But Ryan loves the beach, so I do that with him. They're Jeez, both my babies, apparently. <laughs> Cheeseburger or taco? Cheeseburger. Okay. Motorcycle, car, or truck? Neither. I get car sick. I hate them all. Oh, oh, okay. Pancake or waffle? Neither. Neither. No, no, I don't. Um, you know, I'm gonna go waffle because I like waffles and yeah, waffle. Iced coffee or hot coffee? I'm gonna go. Hot coffee that's gone cold. <laughs> um, Rural Housewives of Salt Lake City or Rural Housewives of Orange County? Salt Lake City. Because I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rural Housewives of New Jersey? No, wait, can I go back? Yeah. I want to do Orange County because I'm actually friends with Emily and I love her. She is, because I've done their reunions. She's amazing. Okay, rapid fire me more, go. New Jersey, Rare House was in New Jersey, Rare House was in New York. What's the premise? Like, do <laughs> I love that. That's all I got. This or this that. Okay. Uh, New York Jersey. or New Jersey? Jersey. Jersey. All right. Nene Leaks or Teresa Judice? I think that's how you say it. Well, now she changed it to Judice. I'm going Nene Leaks because she's G. <laughs> all 
All right, last one I got, Jasmine or Ryan? I will absolutely <laughs> never choose between them. <laughs> That's what I was it's, expecting. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, nope, I will never choose between them because they are my bebés. <laughs> All right, I got one or two just like questions people sent in for you and then we can wrap up. Yeah, whatever um, you want. <laughs> the first question that was sent in, they want to know, you're one of the only international seasons of Real World like we talked about. If you could pick any other international city to have your Real World season filmed in, what would it have been? Santorini, Greece. Oh, geez, you must, you had that. That one ready to go. That was that was quick. I told you I'm really good at rapid fire. I know my <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, all right. The next one uh is oh, they wanted about all-stars one. Was there any calls for all-stars one? Did you think about all-stars one? Just that whole thing. I was called for all-stars one, but they couldn't get because you have to because it was during COVID, so okay. they couldn't get my um passport information and everything expedited in the amount of time that they needed me to travel so they called me I was like hell yeah and they were like we fucked up we can't do it in the time so okay yeah um I want to say thank you for being on the podcast this is the time where anything you want to shout out where people can find you on twitter or instagram any last words just your time to shine hmm. I don't know I should have prepared for this one I don't even know what my Instagram is. Um, it's definitely Leah Gillingwater <laughs> at what, like Instagram.com. And then my Twitter is L Waters, I think. I mean, I should definitely look that up right now. And I really should have prepared for this one. I really should have. This is a fucking fail on my part. Like, I don't even know how to find my Instagram handle. Oh my God. Oh, I'll find it really quick. Like, who am I? Oh, it's. E-L-L, Gilling Walter. That's okay. my Twitter. And it's just Leah Gillingwater at... On Instagram? Yeah, it's just Leah Gillingwater on Instagram. This is so funny. Ryan is going to make so much fucking fun of me. <laughs> and I um, think that Facebook is for old people, so I'm not there. <laughs> the only reason I have deleted it is because there are pictures of my son that I don't know how to find unless they're there I have a Facebook it's okay it's okay yeah no I do too I just don't go on it but you <laughs> want to know the best part yeah is that our darling Paige yeah she everything everything social media she does everything for me oh I know she's on top of everything on top she, of everything she's amazing and we yeah. have like brunch for days <laughs> and when she comes to, no I love her so much you've no idea yeah. she's I met her in in St. Louis this year and we just got really close in New Orleans like she's really just down to earth she's and cool she's like the salt of the earth I love Paige she's kind and loving and all right I just want to say thanks for doing this I really appreciate it um I'm gonna edit this today or tomorrow like I said I'm gonna post it later in the week I'll I'll text you all the all the good stuff, all the links and everything. Um, but um, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Well, thank you for having me. And it was really lovely to meet you. You too. I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too, babe. Bye. Bye. That was the podcast with Leah Gellingwater from the real world Paris. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, download the episode, all of that good stuff. 
You can find me on social media at the Dylan Deckard and Leah is on Instagram at Leah Gillingwater and on Twitter at E at L Gillingwater. Thank you. It'll also be down, down there. <laughs>